Welcome. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. On this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. Today, I'm speaking with Julie Carson. She is the founder and creator of Tacos and Teas. I found her on Instagram and immediately loved her, wanted all of the t-shirts, and it just brought a smile to my face. And so I reached out to her, and it turns out, um, no surprise, we have some mutual friends, and we just got along great. This is such a fun conversation. I love meeting people for the first time on the podcast. She loves Jesus, and she has a great story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So... Welcome. I'm glad you're here and enjoy. Hi, Julie. How are you? So good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. So um, for the people who are listening, Julie and I, this is our first time ever chatting on the phone. And um, I just found her on the internet. I found her on Instagram. And you are the founder of Tacos and Teas. Is that right? Yes. It's, <laughs> yes. It's my... 10, 20 year dream in the making, which is, is just so fun to get oh to finally gosh. do. Well, tell us yeah. about that. So I found it just because like, I love t-shirts that say stuff on them and I love, and we have now we figured out we have mutual acquaintances and friends. And I love how the internet does that. It connects you with like who you need to know and who you need to see. And so I just love your t-shirts, but can you tell everybody about like I love hearing that that's a long-term dream of yours. Can you tell everybody kind of how that first started or what when that dream was first planted? Absolutely. When um, I was in high school, I was on um, the swim team, and we needed swim team T-shirts, and I kind of just dabbled in art and just, I don't know, just creative things always. And so I took the project on Never Ever designing a shirt or anything like that. And I had just got my license and um, I just remember I made a super simple design and the coach gave it the go ahead. So I looked up in the yellow pages where the local screen printer was and I drove my super old Volvo down there. And um, I was just a 16 year old kid in the screen printer shop, kind of just, here's my design. Can you make shirts for my swim <laughs> team? And from there, you know, I made shirts for student council, and um, the bug kind of just got me there. And fast forward a little bit, when I was in college, I started dating my husband, and he was a musician. And his band obviously sold t-shirts, because that's what bands do. So I became, I was the one steady girlfriend, like, that kind of stayed through more than two weeks. You mean of all month. the of so, all the band members, you were the steady yeah, girlfriend. So yeah. All the, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I had to be the unpaid merch girl basically <laughs> because I was at all the shows. So I helped with shirt designing and with ordering and mostly just sitting at the merch table selling stuff. That was my volunteer job. Oh, that's <laughs> so fun. Tell me that paid but, off um, and your husband's like a rock star now. And you're still traveling with the band. He, he was for a long time. They actually, um, the band was called the Orange County Supertones. And they're just, were just such a fun band, such a fun ministry. And they actually had their very last show this summer. And oh. it was super, super sad. Um, yeah. But such a good closing to this long time ministry. They had all been friends since high school. And um, now everyone is either in ministry or a pastor. And it's hard to 
be gone on the weekends when, you know, there's yeah. churches to run and everyone has a million kids. And so um, we so grew wait, up and had to so their band take was a, that life. Their band was a Christian band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It was oh. the best. I mean, our early dating years was just at shows. And then our early married years, I got to be on the road with him and um, just have my little bunk on the tour bus. It was. It was some of my favorite memories. We still talk about just that good time in life where we were just travelers and oh, it was so great. I yeah. love that. So how long have you been married? We had our 19th anniversary yesterday. Oh, happy anniversary. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's um, just like that. I mean, I think when you get married, you think, you know, five years is a long time. And now I'm looking at 19 and I just can't believe it. I know. It's unreal how fast time grows and how the years just, I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> no. I think I am, but I don't, yeah, I'm not. I'm always 28 so. in my mind. You know, I read something that yes. said you have an age that everyone has kind of an age that they always think they are like inside. And I think I'm like 28. I love that age. That I like good. it. Yeah. 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 So tell me then, um, well, you guys have kids. How many kids do you have? We we have four kids. We have three girls and a boy, um, ranging from six to 13. Okay. Awesome. So you're like right yeah. in the thick yeah. of it, right in the junior high thick yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> junior high is, is actually, I think, awesome. My husband was a youth pastor after, well, he was planning to be a youth pastor and then the band took off and then ended up being a youth pastor after that. So we love middle schoolers. We love high schoolers. We think teenagers are just the best thing in the whole world. So it's fun to kind of actually have one embarking on that age group right now. It's really fun. Yeah. I love that. So, um, okay. So tell me about, so you did the t-shirts for the band and then did you kind of continue to do that? Or like, was there a period of time where you kind of stopped and this was just like a dream that might you were thinking, well, maybe I'll do that someday, or were you kind of making T-shirts all along, all up until now? No. Okay. So for so after a while, um, <laughs> so great. The <laughs> the band was able to hire a merchandise guy, so awesome. someone got actually paid to do the job that I was doing for, <laughs> for ten years. Um, and so I kind of stepped out of that role for a while, um, and then we just start, we got we. He left the band. We were in ministry. Um, I had babies, and for a while, I was I had little girls, so I was sewing, and I had a little Etsy shop where I was just sewing things. Um, but the T-shirt thing wasn't like happening, and I think for a while, like graphic tees weren't a thing as much as they are now. So um, in the last couple of years, it resurfaced a little bit. So I would have, I have this folder on my desktop computer, and it just says T-shirt designs. And so here and there, I would either design shirts for people's adoption fundraisers or this and that, but I never really thought much past that. And once in a while I would design something because I just had an idea and I would just pop it in that folder. So after a while, that folder got pretty full. Yeah. And um, I was um, just kind of investigating, like, what could I eventually do with all these designs that are just kind of sitting on the desktop collecting dust? Um, so on a whim, I just sent an email to a screen printer that the band had used for a lot of years. And we had a great relationship with him to just get some codes to just see 
what it would take to start this business up again. And um, he sent me the quote, and I sat on it for a couple months. Yeah. And at church one day, I was talking with a friend. Her name's Jill, and she had just kind of followed God's leading on her heart to start a women's conference from scratch. And just seeing her just take this big step to follow this big dream, I was just kind of in awe of how she could do it. She had never even been to a women's conference, so it just seemed so just unreal and so of God to just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. So we were just chatting about that, and I told her, I was telling her about my little folder on the computer full of T-shirt designs, and um, somebody else came up from church to ask Jill a question, and it was one of those times where someone comes up and they realized that they had interrupted a conversation. And so for me, I just kind of wanted to bring her into the conversation. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just telling Jill about this T-shirt company dream that I've had forever. And um, this woman who I actually hardly know, know at all, she just says to me, looks me straight in the face and says, well, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. And oh, um, you know, just kind of stammering and not having a good um fear. Really... <laughs> yeah. And I just said, "Well, you need you kind of need a lot of money to start <laughs> to make money." I think that's what I said. I think yes. you need money to make money or something like that. I don't even know what I said. She said, "How much do you need?" And I had, I had known how much I needed to start this first printing because I had gotten that estimate from the printer before. And so I answered her, and she just grabbed her purse and pulled out her checkbook and wrote no. me a check right there. No, it's <laughs> there's that. How oh my gosh! It, but like, okay, God, I guess I'm doing this. Yes, so she just handed are. me the check. <laughs> Jill and I are both just jaws open, staring, thinking this didn't happen, and she just <laughs> said, "Pay me back whenever." I believe okay. in you. I believe in this. You need to do it. That is so, so I exciting. Church. It's crazy. You hear of stories like that, but I've never really personally been and, involved in a story like that. Yeah. Okay. And so then what happened? So, so I went home from church that day, sent an email to the screen printer and said, all right, let's, I want to order all these designs. And that week, I mean, I was like, okay, I guess this is really happening. So yeah. um, I didn't even have a name yet. I didn't have... A website like I didn't have a plan I'm not a planner I am a business school person's nightmare I think I just I think you either are have the creative you're a visionary the, you're a visionary I I, I yeah. don't like details yeah I don't like things like inventory like oh you have to have inventory you need to right. know things like this I I am ill-equipped for those kind of um details but um somehow I've scrabbled together enough to figure it out. So, so how uh, did you come up with the name Tacos and Teas, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I guess I got to come back to like where the tacos come from because that is, I guess, the heart of it. My husband grew up with his mom always would fry taco shells um, on her stove at home. And um, that was kind of part of their family rhythm was to have taco nights. Mm-hmm. And so we, I mean, who doesn't like tacos? We started right. just having family taco nights just with our own family quite often. Um, 
So that was just kind of part of our own family rhythm. And when we planted the church two and a half years ago, we at first, because our old church had always had newcomers desserts and they were very, you know, very successful and people came and loved them and we had always loved the newcomers desserts. So we thought that, you know, if you know something that works, sometimes you just do it again. So Mm -hmm. when we started our church, we had a newcomers dessert and our whole launch team was there, which was like 10 of us and one person came. Come on, only one person. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's so just sad. One person came, this poor, sweet college girl who's just surrounded by, you know, 16 pairs or 20 pairs of eyes looking at her and asking her questions. Um, And she never came back to our church. Oh, boy. um, We learned quickly that maybe what had worked before wasn't necessarily going to work now. And so what the heart between, um, be, between our launch team and everything was, okay, we need to revisit what this is going to look like to welcome people into our church and get to know our heart. So we have dear friends at a, another local church, and every Sunday it's their goal to connect with a family they don't know or a new family, and then Monday night they have people, those people over for dinner. So without awesome. fail, they are sitting across the table, meeting new people, learning their stories. And so we had watched them live this out in their lives for a couple of years. And we just sat down and talked and said, you know, I, we love sitting at the table. We love hearing people's stories. We just don't necessarily need to have a big formal interview of new people. We just want to hear people's hearts. So we took on their having people over individually as opposed to a big group mm-hmm. like our old um our first um newcomer thing was and we knew we were good at one thing and that was tacos yeah so yeah. and we know that who doesn't like tacos i think of you know if you're gluten-free you can have tacos if you hate if you're a vegetarian you can have ta- hate ta- or have tacos like everyone yeah. Oh, it's such a love crowd tacos, pleaser. It, it's like the one it thing is. I make in my house that I know my kids are going to like and not complain about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. No complaints ever. So that's what we started to do is just invite people, like, you know, couples, singles, families over to have tacos. And Jason will sit at the stove and fry the shells. I'll make the guacamole and we will just sit at the island and chat and talk and Awesome. The best way to just make connections. So, where does this come into this story? Uh When I was thinking of um, naming the shop, I knew we love tacos. Um, We actually, our family mission statement is serve God. I mean, love God, serve others, tacos. So, that's up in our house all over the place. And it's just kind of part of our, even our church culture. (laughs) You know, if you you want to come here, you need to like tacos. (laughs) And Star Wars. <laughs> and Star Wars. I know. <laughs> and Star Wars. But um, I love and it. So I thought, what do I love the most? What do we stand for as a family? And, you know, it's our mission statement, which involves tacos. And then tees, the t shirt. So I just looked up if the domain was available, and it was. So I bought it, and there is where the name came from. Okay. I love that. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's such a better story. Like, I didn't know if it was just, you just like tacos, but like, I love how it just is so interwoven to everything that you're doing with the church and just the history of your families and all of that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so... also, if you don't even know the history, you just at least like tacos, so maybe you're... Drawn to it. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're totally drawn to it. So, okay, so you, so you came up with the name... So was this all really fast? Like, I, I want to kind of draw, uh, like, kind of unpack this for the people who are maybe have a dream and don't know where to start or... Um, so you came home with the check, and then did you find that domain, like, right away that day, or did it take? That, like, okay. that week. Okay. Yeah, the kids, the kids went probably back to school Monday morning, and that's when I started just brainstorming and finding the domain, and it just, miraculously, it was available. I feel like all domains these days are completely taken. So Totally. Did you, so did you have yeah. to hire someone to, like, do your website and all of that, or did you kind of just figure it out on your own? Um, I did it on my own. I just figured it out. Um, okay. I used Big Cartel, which I had been familiar with back. I used to sell on Etsy, and then I moved over to Big Cartel. And so it was. it's a very simple, user-friendly, um, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I probably did 100 things wrong while I'm doing it, but I'm a big fan of Googling things and YouTube t- tutorials. Yes. And I'm so thankful for the people that take their time to film random things on in tutorials and put them on YouTube. Oh yeah, like that's how I figured best. out. That's how I figured out podcasting. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I really think the Lord is calling me into this. And I was like, How do I do it? <laughs> and I just started, yes. you know, googling everything and listening to people's YouTube videos and just kind of figuring it out. And I think. I love talking about that with people that come on because I think it's really important because just kind of how you were saying to that woman at church, you know, well, and she's like, well, why haven't you done it yet? And you, your thing mm-hmm. was, well, I need money to make money. Some people, why they haven't done it yet is they feel like they don't know how. Like, well, I need a website and I don't know how to do that. And then they just get stuck. And, yeah. you know, and then we sit there and it's almost like we – we can say it's rational hesitation, like we're being, you know, we're just planning it out. We're being, um, you know, thoughtful about what we're doing. But I think a lot of times it's just fear. It's just fear. And, Absolutely. And the thing is, we can make mistakes and it can still be okay. You know what I mean? Like you figure it out. That's how you figure it out. It's just like, just take that first step and then take that next step. And then, <laughs> right? And so... Um, yeah. I love that you mentioned you were on Etsy for a while. So even that, I think, is such a cool thing, like, to branch out and do that. Did you sell a lot of things on Etsy? Was that um, a good thing for you, or how did that go? Um, gosh, Etsy was so fun. That was a sweet time in life. Um, at first, I remember I was just searching for a certain fabric that was out of print, and Google took me to Etsy and I'd never even heard of Etsy. And it was, I don't know, maybe 2005. So it was, Etsy was little. When you would type in, you know, um, a Bible verse or anything like that, it would be like two pages of search results. Now you type in something and it's like 10,000 pages of search results. But um, I just started shopping on Etsy and then I thought, oh, I could try to maybe sell some stuff on Etsy. So it was really um, small at the beginning, but, um, I loved the community that was formed there. I, um, my kids were little, my, my eight year old was like a newborn 
And I had read a blog, um, this blog called Whatever, it's Meg Dirksen from Kansas's blog, and she had just taken pictures of this baby girl who was like a month later um, diagnosed with neuroblastoma. And so Meg was sharing that story, and I had a baby girl about the same age, and it just broke my heart. And I felt like God was telling me, like, use what you do to help in some way. So at the time I had been sewing these flowers that like you could put on headbands or just little girl, like fabric flowers and nothing, nothing um, super creative or in, I did. It wasn't the only thing in the world. There was probably, you know, a hundred million yeah. flower makers on Etsy. But at the time I just thought like, okay, Lord, I'll do this. And so, um, and I blogged at the time too, quite frequently because I think pre Pinterest and pre Instagram people blogged, a lot more. So um, yeah. I had been blogging about just normal creative things. There wasn't much depth to it. It was just kind of like a, a small, tiny craft blog. And um, so I just decided to make a couple of these, these flowers to help raise money. At the time, they um, wanted to just help equip this family. They were in the middle of a remodel, and um, their, their life was completely side, turned sideways when their daughter was diagnosed. So they weren't thinking of the remodel. So Meg was helping do a fundraiser to help the family finish the remodel. And so I thought I'll just sell a couple of flowers. Well, within a month, this baby girl, Cora went home to heaven mm. and, um, everything kind of just turned upside down in that, in their family's life. And so it turned into, they wanted to start, um, fundraising for a playground in Cora's name. Yeah. And so, I turned this little teeny Etsy dream into here. I'm going to make as many flowers as I can. And I'm going to find a friend. Like I said, I I have no admin skills. So I asked a friend with admin skills to kind of try to rally people that were Etsy sellers to donate some of their proceeds from their Etsy shop to um, help raise money for this playground. And um, it turned into hundreds and hundreds of strangers just connected through the internet and through Etsy mm. donating their sales to this, you know, this stranger in Kansas whose beautiful daughter was with Jesus. And um, it's the first time in my life that I realized, like, God can use anything and do anything, and God can use Etsy to connect people. And um, Yes. So, yeah, that was, my, that was my season in Etsy. That was, I think, the best the best thing about it. I, um, I loved every minute of being able to sit down with my sewing machine and pray for someone I had never met and, um, just be open-handed with it. So yes, that was, that was a good, good. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. Um, and what I think too is so cool about this is like I think okay so tacos and teas is like clearly like taking off I love it oh my gosh I saw a picture of Honey Holden on there is that her name Honey Holden I follow her on Instagram she's so darling I love her and she always has like the cutest stuff and then I saw her in your (laughs) t-shirt she's the cutest I want to meet her in real life she's amazing She's just so cute. Yeah. So that's awesome. And, um, but I love that, like, we can look back and, and talk about like Etsy and, um, all of this and the band traveling with the band, um, being the merch girl for no money, um, stuff like that. Because (laughs) I think sometimes what happens is people see 
um, the, where you are now and they think, oh, well, I could never do that. And, and really mm. when, when we talk, everybody I talk to, it's a series of little steps um, that yeah. make up this beautiful journey to where you are now, right? And so, I mean, people always joke, you know, they become successful or whatever, and if people are like, oh yeah, it's an overnight sensation. And it's like, well, actually, <laughs> I've been <laughs> taking little steps toward this my entire life or whatever. So I love that piece of it, that it's like, um, it's all prepared you for where you are now and what's taking off now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever see that how they're going to ever connect. It doesn't, it makes no sense in our little minds, but um, God is always doing a million things when we just see one of them. I mean, yes. always. Yeah, I totally. Love. And we can trust him with the end result, right? Like I think, I don't know about you, but for me, it's always like I, I can imagine the finished thing and I want that finished thing, but then he's got other plans uh, and his plans are always more beautiful and more expansive than what I can imagine. So I tend to limit myself and God sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I love the idea of just like, yeah, open, open palms. Like even when you started with Etsy, you didn't know that any of that was going to come to fruition, but God was going to use your flowers for something good. Yeah. You know, every and time so, he does every time, every time. And same with the t-shirts. Yes. Like it's going to be so cool. So did you, um, did you always know Jesus? Like, did you always walk with the Lord? No, not at all. Actually. Um, I, my parents had a complicated religious background and so I didn't grow up going to church. I was invited, um, to youth group in high school by a friend. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I went because there was super cute boys there and um, <laughs> they went on fun trips and that's it. That was like all I, I was, I want to go snowboarding. I want to go water skiing. There are super cute boys here. Yeah. Um, so that's why I went to church and my parents were supportive of me going to church because they felt like Jesus was a good moral teacher mm -hmm. more, more than they, you know, they didn't necessarily think that Jesus was Lord, but you know, if I have to be spending my time somewhere, then that's a decent place to go. Yeah. So they would, you know, drive me to youth group or pay for me to go on the youth group trips. So that was, um, mostly my high school goal, I guess. Um, I was a pretty good kid because I was a swimmer, so I didn't have time to get into trouble and I was a super nerd. So all I did was swim and study and swim and study. Yeah. And so and my parents were, gave me a lot of freedom to do what I wanted as long as my grades were good and my swim times kept improving. So um, all I kind of knew was a um, performance-based yeah. life, I guess. You know, you, you work hard, you get good grades, you work hard at practice, you improve your times, and that's kind of all I knew. So when I started going to church, I think I carried that over into who I thought God was. Yeah. You know, you be a good person and that's good enough or you be a good person. And I think a lot of that um, American Christianity, we kind of get trapped in that. You know, yes. you, you be a good person and God will bless your life. But um, you learn quickly that that isn't necessarily a magical formula to um, figure out God. So yeah, um, it was my senior year of high school at a... Snowboarding trip, actually, that um, 
God really got a hold of my heart and it became more than just fun events and cute boys. And it was, okay, Jesus, you're real. Yeah. You're Lord. And you died for my sins and I'm going to walk forward in, in that belief. So, um, that's when I think my faith really started, but a lot of, it took a long time for me to walk away from the performance based God that I had made up in my mind and realize like he's so much more than that. And, um, yes. Yeah. Even when my husband was in full-time ministry, I think I was still holding on to that crutch of, you know, look what, look what we're doing and we're in ministry full time. And yes. Um, I suffer from that same thing. (laughs) I remember once, um, my uh, friend in, um, Gosh, I was in eighth grade and he said to me, his dad was a Baptist preacher and he said to me, do you think you're going to heaven? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah. And he said, why? And I said, cause I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that's not yeah. how you get to heaven. He's like, you need to ask <laughs> Jesus into your heart. And I am so grateful. Like it brings tears to my eyes. Like that wow. at 13, 14, yes. like you're saying that junior high, high school age is so beautiful. Um, but like, I'm so grateful that he said that to me. Um, yes, but it's the boldness int- of him as like, a yes, kid. that's amazing. Amazing. And um, what's so interesting about it is that what I started to do then was I then started to try to achieve for God. Like, so instead of just mm. achieving to get God's grace, when I realized I don't have to do that, I still started to achieve for God, like, or wanted to, or you know what I mean? And then... I also kind of like made it like I was going to figure everything out. So I made knowledge an idol. And there was like, so I think all of that um, is still, you know, we're prone to that as humans. And so we're prone to falling back into those traps of like, look at me, look what I did, you know? Absolutely. So I feel Mm -hmm. like for me, that's like a lifelong journey. Like that's the biggest lesson. And And now I catch myself quicker, (laughs) more quickly or whatever, like, because I say, oh, I'm doing that thing again, Lord, (laughs) forgive me. Like, um, but I still do it. Does that make sense? Like that? Uh, Yeah. 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 So I feel like I hear you on that. Um, isn't it such a relief though, that we don't have to perform or, um, earn his love? Yeah. It's everything, but it is hard to walk in that. It absolutely is. It's hard Especially to believe. If you're just because the yes, world cause it, tells us differently. Yes. Yeah. It makes no sense, and we yeah. just fall back into what we know so easily, for sure. Yeah, I picture him just kind of like smiling, like patting me on the head, like "There you go again." Like you're good. Like <laughs> yeah, you can right? rest. You can mm-hmm. rest. Yeah. Um, all right. So I love, love, love talking to you and I'm so grateful. We're going to get to know each other better. Um, but I'm so grateful you came on. I love this story. And, um, so how do people find you when they want to find tacos and teas? Where do they look? Okay. They can, the little shop, which I mean, is the second you, you go to the shop, you realize like, this is not fancy. It's just a simple little shop and back to like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Everything doesn't have to line up for you to say yes and do it. Like there's probably a hundred things that I could do to make it bigger or better. And maybe someday I will, but um, right now it's good where it is. It's tacos and teas.com. 
Awesome. And you're on Instagram mm-hmm. at Tacos and Teas. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I love that. And then would you mind, I did not ask you in advance, I'm sorry, but would you mind just kind of praying us out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, dear Lord, we just thank you for giving us big dreams, Lord, and yeah. little dreams. And Lord, you give us the power and the strength and the capability to say yes to what you've placed on our hearts. So give us the bravery to say yes, to walk in what you have for us, to trust that we don't need to know everything that's ahead, that you know the plans and the path, and that you're going to give us a map when we need it, Lord. So we just trust you with our dreams, and um, we just thank you for being the God of yes. In your name, amen. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much, Julie. This was such a pleasure. Love chatting. So good. Thank you.